Welcome back to New Rockstars. Loki is unleashing the god of mischief to run amok throughout the MCU history and possibly rewrite the whole timeline from scratch. Are we about to see a true time heist to which Endgame was merely the overture? I'm Eric Voss. This is Rogue Theory. Going rogue with me today is Marina Mastros. Hey, Marina. Hi, Eric. I love the way you said that at the end. You turned into a puppet. I, I, I accidentally was uh, channeling uh, Moira Rose because I've been watching. Uh, oh, I love her. David. Jesus, just to the, yeah. uh, We also got with us off screen and increasingly on screen producer Zach Huddleston. Yay! Happy New Year! Happy Hello. New Year! Uh, I um never seen a Shit's Creek episode, so uh, mm. I can only infer <laughs> what your reference. You're is. missing out. It's so good. We're also thrilled to welcome to the show TV writer, comedian, and host of the yes. We Have to Stop Talking TMNT on CBB podcast, Sean Diston. Hey, man! Well, hello. I'm so I'm so excited to be here. Such a fan of new rock stars. I'm here with I'm with the the Holy Trinity minus uh, Philip Molina. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited to be here. I'm with Grogu. Grogu, do you like Shit's Creek? Wait, Grogu. Yes! Oh my god. Grogu, no! Grogu, no! Grogu, no. <laughs> Grogu's been misbehaving, but I guess Grogu doesn't like Shit's Creek. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, Sean! Grogu is a Parks and Rec guy. I feel yeah, like. yeah. He, loves, he loves the mugging to camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he needs a mockumentary format. Should be a mockumentary. <laughs> I'm so happy to have the three of you with me as this is the first episode of the new season of Rogue Theory. It's a new year, new season. Uh, and as we start season two, we are going to take some inspiration from the god of mischief and mix it up a little today. We are going to burn wow. down the stiff formalities <laughs> of the past and just engage in the nerdy group rabbit hole plunge that we would be having before and after the cameras roll. But as I do, I'm pissed. I I still want sparkle bucks. <laughs> do you understand? <laughs> well. Oh, yeah. So good of you to mention that, Sean, because as I do in every other conversation in my life, I will still be mentally awarding and subtracting. <laughs> there, yeah, it's just a conversation, but there will be winners and losers. Yes, Eric will be looking down and marking a sheet and then looking back up. Uh, I always yeah, carry yeah. around uh, a little notepad of graph paper everywhere I go, and yeah, I'm just yeah, writing yeah. numbers down. People are like, oh, he's a charmer. Let's invite him back. <laughs> Good Easter egg, Marina. <laughs> Check. Well, as we all look ahead to this new year in Marvel, Loki really seems like the bonkers rule breaker that is custom designed for us. I am still trying to wrap my head around this recent trailer, guys. Beyond the uh, real world mysteries that the show is trying to tie into, like D.B. Cooper, there are yeah. confirmed shots of Loki replaying the Avengers 2012 events. Not just in the footage from Endgame, he is at the back at the top of Stark Tower, ready to roll. And I feel like, you know, this is uh, spring 2019 again. We're back analyzing endgame trailers for clues about how the time heist would work. But this time, the time heist is being run not by a group of lame Boy Scouts trying to keep the timeline intact, but by a madman who wants to burn everything down. So I want... What happens when your time heist goes bad, baby? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Right? Yes! Let's all dive into this together. How is Loki going to rewrite the MCU timeline in ways that Endgame stops short of? Is this going to be like an Elseworld MCU darkest timeline that is unaffected from the main timeline? Is Loki going to undo any of the elements of the Endgame time heist itself? Uh, Since Loki's arrest by the TVA occurs right after his escape from the 2012 Battle of New York, let's let's start there. How how do you guys think Loki might do things differently this time. So it's interesting. Like I see in the trailer, he has the scepter and he's looking in that mirror Yeah, and it looks like he's sort of like back in his, and I don't know how time travel is working. If it's going to be like, Loki himself is traveling, or if his mind is traveling into. I thought you were gonna, I, Sean. I thought you were gonna be like. Gonna I don't know how time travel works exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of my notes are okay. Some of this could be conflicting. <laughs> Inverted <laughs> Mobius strip. Um, According but, to but, my math, <laughs> I, I do think that that sort of would be the first place he goes because, like, his first yeah. memory is like, "I just lost the Battle of New York." And what I was thinking about the other day was like his sort of rivalry with the Hulk almost. Uh And like how through like Ragnarok, he was like, I am like, I hate that guy. And like he has this thing. I mean, he just literally was smashed by the Hulk. He gets the the uh, Tesseract and now he's like master of time travel. Uh And part of what I think he might try is after failing to right the wrongs at the Battle of New York, maybe he goes back further and they revisit the Hulk's origin story, which we don't actually have a good version of in Marvel, right? They skip over it, I kind of feel like, in the Ed Norton movie. I I was like, what if you do the thing of like, what if you kill Hitler before he's born? What if he tries (laughs) to stop Banner from becoming Hulk? Oh, Oh, nice. And that like led me down this, because in the trailer, there's that huge... Like uh, he's in Central Park or something, and it looks like Avengers Towers destroyed. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, what if instead of the Chitari destroying New York, what if Thaddeus Ross Red Hulk is created instead of the Hulk and then goes through the timeline as an Avenger with the Avengers as Red Hulk? What? And. And then, like, after Ultron, instead of them, like, being like, hey, you know, uh, or instead of, like, Natasha being like, go be a hero, he doesn't have that. So, like, after Ultron, you get Iron Man be like, go, you have to be, you got to get off of Earth. And you get the, like, Planet Hulk, Red like like, Planet Hulk, like, World Breaker Hulk story. Yeah. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, is that Red Hulk returned from Sakaar to destroy Earth because he was banished after Ultron? And I was like, that's what's cool about this show is they could do all of that in like, here's what would happen if you did that. And it's just a series of clips and you don't have to do like a full episode or an arc with it. It's like, if you stop Banner from being created, then you unleash the Red Hulk on everyone. And like, I think what's cool about the show is you can have these really crazy things happen while like Luke Wilson or whatever Owen Wilson is just like showing him on a screen what would happen. <laughs> yeah. He just shows it to him and he's like, well. <laughs> that's probably not a good yeah. idea. Well, you know? bad, but wow, that's some New York's destroyed. Wow. Because no. I think if you're, if you're playing in the TVA, you got to play in these worlds of like, if you do this thing, 
then a thousand other bad things can happen. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know? Sean, you bring up a good point. I mean, I kind of overlooked this in the Loki trailer, but the way New York was destroyed in that shot is super weird. That doesn't look like a Chitauri. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's or- no, there's no Chitauri like big warships. There's right. no evidence of that. To me, I was like, is this like Red Hulk slapping his hands together and like oh, destroying all of New York? Yeah. yeah. And, back in the MCU. And, and honestly, <laughs> I know that like you love Red Hulk. And I wanted to bring you a sort of way to get <laughs> Thaddeus Ross in there. You may not get a real Red Hulk, but if you can get this like alternate timeline peek at what it would be like, and then throw Red Hulk in the like Planet Hulk story or something, he comes back with like Corrigan Meek and destroys Earth. Yeah, like yeah. That, that would be that would be the craziest thing you could see in a Loki show. I think I love yeah. that, Sean, and I feel like that might you know tie into why Loki needs to run for president. I mean, we see that in. <laughs> Looking for president thing where he's like, well, look, Thaddeus yeah. Ross was going to be secretary of state <laughs> near the White House. Like now I need to restore the political order in this country. It's in a oh. world with no Sokovia Accords and no Thaddeus. Yeah. Like, like, I think that that's really interesting because I was wondering too. I'm like, how does he run for president? Yeah. What exactly is yes. that? Yes. Yeah. I, I love that too. If that's why he has to run for president, because like we're assuming you know, like the the power levels of Loki as a character kind of vary movie to movie or whatever. But probably here he's going to be like a relatively depowered version, I assume, as he's hopping around and maybe not uh-huh. like full God mode. And he's kind of just using his powers of like persuasion yeah. and kind of general like, you know, mental manipulation, which I mean, how great for politics, Right, yeah, like really. uh, kind of worm tongue in his way into uh, into national politics is like such a fun move for that character. I mean, if like if things are going to be different in this timeline, you guys can tell me if this is stupid or not. Just start yelling the word "stupid" at me. Is <laughs> um, <laughs> like if let's say he goes back and changes it, or let's say in this version um, they lose the Battle of New York. Right? You could make an argument that they're that the planet aligns and there aren't any nations anymore because they're like, oh, we have this outer planetary, (laughs) like why the fuck would we have countries when we have aliens? So Uh what if he's like not running for president of the United States? It's like, there's a president of the world now. So now he's like, starship troopers. There's just like the Federation. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, I want to run for that, which is like, cause cause like, why would Loki want to be the president of the United States? It's like too small for him. But yeah. being president of the world is he'd be like, he didn't make a button for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's also, I love that too. It's basically co-opting like the Watchmen plot. Yeah. You know, yeah, that there's yeah, like yeah. A, an alien unites humanity. Uh, which, yeah. hey, Marvel does not own the Watchmen rights. So it's a nice way for them to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be one of those really interesting things like to see he won the Battle of New York and then there was a utopia. Like instead of <laughs> the Endgame yeah, story yeah, happening, yeah. it's like, well, actually after that, Iron Man did kind of calm down with a lot of his futurism. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, really? Well, what I love is like, uh, so there's like two sides to this, right? There's what his mission is under the TVA. The TVA has arrested him. It looks like they need him for something. And then there's like what Loki will probably do to subvert that mission, right? If you think like Paul Walker in The Fast and the Furious, he had a mission, he subverted the mission, and then like basic storytelling rules are his attempt to subvert it is going to get foiled in some way that blows up in his face. So, right. like, I'm dying to know what each of these three things are. Like, what 
what's the initial goal, the side goal, and then the the goal that like he presents itself. Well, well I, I have an idea on, on, on that note, Eric, right? I think it's interesting that the Tesseract is the space stone, not the time stone. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's like, in theory, this is not, it's not a time travel-y infinity stone, right? It, it's supposed to be able to, like, go different places or possibly, right, like, different multiverse realities, uh-huh. right? And so what if he's not actually traveling back and forth in time, but just, like, hopping between these, like, different realities? And, like, the TVA has, like, a a to-do list of, like, you got to head to this reality and fix this thing and then, like, head over Ooh, here because this went wrong or whatever. It's like a week-to-week episodic. Yeah. I'm like, we got a problem in this reality, it's, Loki. It's quantum leap. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, only... Only by like you know whatever checking the nineteen boxes or however many episodes yeah. going to be right, can will they drop him back into his his reality? Yeah, yeah. The the question of why it's the space stone is so interesting to me, and I and like what I sort of was thinking was possibly maybe the TVA pulls Loki out of a timeline. You know, like he created a branch timeline when he moved off with the space stone. So instead of like giving him the space stone to go like conquer earth with the space stone the tva pulls him out of the timeline being like look you're kind of a vestigial thing of the avengers meddling with time but we need that to happen like we need endgame to happen so what if we pulled you out of the timeline and you just worked for us you became a tva agent mm-hmm. and in doing so going on these missions with them learning the secrets of time travel loki says hey you know what i'm loki so <laughs> i'm gonna like actually take this elevator where I want. And I think that's where you see him in that like weird arcade where it's like, okay, I've, I've gotten, it's, it's almost like he's gone a little too far with the power that he's been given by the TVA, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and in that way, he creates a huge mess that I guess he has to clean up by the end of the series or something. Yeah, what yeah. I'm hoping is like uh, maybe his mission, the TVA is like, those Avengers here are friends with these. Like, they're not my friends. And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, they screwed yeah. the timeline with this time heist of theirs. They weren't supposed to do that. Thanos was supposed to win. So we need you to go in there because you were there and undo their little time heist. You're going to see two different Tony Starks. Oh. One's going to be dressed up in SWAT gear. We need you to take him out you know there's gonna be two caps just go with it and then loki gets there and he's like hmm, no i would love because here's i mean you guys might know this about me i loved avengers endgame i think the time heist could have been so much more it could have been yeah. crazier and really they just kind of dealt uh, with it like an a to b kind of thing uh and i think loki could be like the layer under the layer of madness there Ooh. of like revisiting that and then what you said, Sean, I think he discovers his own kind of plan. He's like, I could be president. I could do whatever the hell I want. But, like, obviously <laughs> there is some kind of insanity with, like, Sofia Martino's character as, like, a Lady Loki. Like, maybe yeah. that's his doppelganger that he has to kind of try to stop, you know, to set the universe back in order. Yeah, like, he, instead of having to do episodic stuff, right, of, like, in this one, you have to go to this western town and the old yeah. west or whatever and, like, uh-huh. save a saloon. <laughs> you have to <laughs> save it, by the way, not... Spray it? Not just, like, do... <laughs> oh, <okay>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, save it, not spray it. Uh, like, yeah, he has an overarching mission as opposed to, like, singular things. And he could spend an entire season chasing himself, right? Himself in female form or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think with 
an overarching mission, it gives him the like, I'm going to go do my side thing, which is really where yeah. the chaos of the show is right. like when he's it's I've been thinking about that D.B. Cooper thing so much because I'm like, is he being D.B. Cooper because he knew from history that he right. existed and he's taking his place oh. or yeah. Did D.B. Cooper always happen as Loki? Oh. Like, there's yeah. so many weird, chaotic <laughs> I, things I, I to love think the, of with I, that. I, I love the idea of, like, because he's he's like a time cop or whatever, basically, yeah. right? And so they have to be super He's the new Van Damme clean. time cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah. He could do full <laughs> splits split. all day long. Um, but because of that, right, these time cops are extra concerned with um, not screwing anything up, not leaving a timeline, like, worse than you, f- you, than you found it, like, no kind of butterfly effect type stuff. Yeah. So, like... What if he always has to arrive as somebody who's going to disappear? Because then it will make oh, sense when he just zaps wow. away. That's cool. Right? Like he has to be Amelia Earhart or D.B. Cooper yeah. or Jimmy Hoffa. You know, I did write down in, a, in my notes somewhere. I was like, it'd be fun if Amelia Earhart was a TVA agent or something. Like it could be really, that's really interesting. That's so that cool. Oh funny. no, he was Jack the Ripper. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. Because, um, like, when you think about it, like, they don't want, like, the stewardess that's on that plane that right. he's on, right? When he disappears into the ether because the Tesseract let him zap away, yeah. that woman's life is going to be ruined. Right? <laughs> She's going to be like, yeah, where'd this man go? Unless it can be explained, like, Oh, he had a parachute. He jumped out, and nobody ever saw him ever again. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, Zach. Oh that's my god, that's so cool. This whole idea of like making it a this always happened version of time travel, where it's like, well, obviously in our existence, Amelia Earhart, DB Cooper, those are mysteries. Uh, but like to use Loki to plug in each of those holes is yeah, so yeah, that's so and, cool. I mean, it would completely well, contradict the branch theory of time travel that Endgame tried to do. But who cares? It could also be a way. <laughs> It yeah. could be a way for Loki to hide his tracks. Like yeah. if he assumes yeah. the identity of someone who goes missing, how much can he really affect the timeline? Yeah. So it's like whatever he does right before the DB Cooper thing might have been the actual important mission he was on. Right. And then the DB Cooper thing is like a cover to disappear. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> he just like pushes were, the real DB Cooper out of the plane and he he's dies. like, sorry, buddy. I can't. <laughs> you know, Eric, and you also mentioned the like Avengers, that Avengers tower like sequence. I feel like it could be one of those like Russian doll things where you see like five versions of it where yeah. it's Loki yeah. trying to figure out new ways to, to like subvert what happened. And ultimately, I don't know how it would work, but it'd be a really interesting cathartic ending if, like, Loki, the only way Loki realizes that, like, things can go back to normal is if this Loki doesn't exist. So he goes to, like, the Hulk or the Iron Man and he's like, he's like, don't have him take the stairs. Yeah. Trust me. Like, something bad will happen. And that's, like, the final, like sort of domino that he pushes to make it so that he never existed and disappears or something. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. On on that same note, Sean, like, I I love that idea. And that feels like one thing I like about when this series is set for this character, right, is that this is like, it's not like a prequel or a sequel. It's like a weird middle school, right? Yeah. Yeah, because like, we, this is technically the Loki who's going to be in this series is still the like villain Loki, right? From the yeah. first Avengers and the first Thor movie. And he hasn't kind of had this nice character arc that we got in like Ragnarok and like uh, Infinity War and whatever, right? Where he's kind of like become a more like anti-hero, like nuanced guy who kind of cares about his brother or whatever. And so like this show could also be like the bridge between those two guys, right? We could get to see him like learn a little empathy and like, you know, kind of become a little bit more well-rounded character. 
Um, and maybe that's like through like slamming his head against all these weird time travel, you know, machinations. He has to kind of come to these realizations on his own. Um, yeah. Going off of that, this is like the sadder version. <laughs> <laughs> um is like because he you're right he is like still a dick right like he's like a dick now or before whatever he's still a dick guys he's a dick <laughs> <laughs> he's the main point yeah he's still, he's still, uh no because so like he's he he hasn't learned his lessons he, do, he doesn't care about his brother he doesn't care about any anybody except for his mom oh yeah he's the only that's his only person that he gives a shit about so if he learns that he loses, right, and that the Avengers win, and that eventually he he die, like they show maybe they show him getting killed by Thanos, and he's like F- that shit. In this is so sad. This is so sad. But like while he's doing his adventures, or like while he's doing like the things that he's supposed to be doing for the TVA, he could. The only thing that I can think that emotionally makes sense for him is that he tries to go save his mom. And, mm-hmm. like, change something so that she doesn't actually die. And when Thor tries to do that, she brushes him off. Like, she, like, is wise. And you can tell that she kind of is like, just don't tell me about it. Like, whatever is supposed mm-hmm. to be will be. But she tries to do that with Loki, but he's Loki. So he's like, no, f- that. Like, I decided you're going to live. And he f***s up the entire timeline because he doesn't tell anybody that he saves his mom and it just completely ruins everything. And again, this is like over the course that <clears throat> I still have like bronchitis kind of. This is like, <laughs> sorry. This is like over the course of uh, the entire series. So like maybe he does save her and maybe he like gets to secretly hang out with her. And then at the very end of the series is like, yeah, he comes to the same emotional realization that you said, Zach, except this time he has to just let his mom die. Yeah. Because uh-huh. like. Marina, that's, that's so great because that's sort of, Eric's thing of like, you're doing Endgame again. You get to see a scene from Endgame where Thor's yeah. talking to his mom and then she walks away and walks right into Loki. Like, that yeah. feels like the yeah. Back to the Future 2 yeah, of, yeah, the, yeah. of this time oh, heist. I mean, you know? imagine yeah. that. Imagine like in Endgame, you have that moment where Loki's flipping his cup in the air in his prison cell. Thor sneaks past and then right after Thor, it's like the second black cat in the Matrix. <laughs> Loki's just like, sneak past too. Hey, buddy, like, I'll see you. But. To save his mom, that would be so cool. It'd be, yeah, it's exactly what we kind of wanted to see happen in that moment. It didn't happen. I mean, I want to see all kinds of that. I want to see, like, you know, the TVA elevator. I want to see those elevator doors open, and it's it's, uh, Sitwell, and it's Stillwell, and uh, Brock Rumlow right after Cap said Hail Hydra, and then Loki just steps into the elevator, and they're like, how the hell did you get out of me? Like, it's a long story. Truly, it's like you have to go back, and it's like okay, every single person in Endgame is also in Loki. It's a thirty-eight, it's like a fifty-eight person cast. Loki's at the battle, and he's just kind of like, okay, I'm creeping around. Yeah, I I honestly, yeah, they might not get all these actors, obviously, but they have archive footage. They shot these scenes from every angle. They can just drag and drop. They can, they can force, they can force Gump him into anything. Yeah, right. Like just do a little. Yeah. You know, Marina, one one thing that you mentioned, like him sort of sacrificing himself for his mother or whatever, or like yeah, whatever happened, or saving his mom. Like I don't know how much. Loki has used his like I can be anyone power. Yeah. Like oh, you right. see him be Captain America like in that Avengers Tower moment, right? So it's like theoretically this Loki can sort of shapeshift or pretend to be anyone and and I don't know how much we're like thinking like 
There's a version where he pretends to be his mom and gets killed in her place or Whoa. something. Or there's a version where oh, 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 or there's a version where like we're talking about him as Quantum Leap. Like he could be, we could be seeing Loki, but he could be DB Cooper. He could be these other people, yeah, just, but just impersonating them because you yeah. know he has that power. Yeah, that's, that's true. This is, Eric, you said darkest timeline, but. We just actually meant emotionally darkest. Kind of. <laughs> it's really cloudy in this time. It's the saddest. Time. All right. Well, my graph paper notebook has come up with some points <laughs> that I need to award. Um, well, All right. Thank uh, God. Uh, I don't have sparkle bucks this season. I have uh, some yummy gummies that are my favorite gummies. Oh, great. Uh, and you're going to get a little gummy lobster for your Red Hulk theory. Cute. And, uh, for uh, Loki quantum leaping as his mother. Uh, you're going to get a little yellow seahorse. Uh, Zach came up with this amazing idea of Loki having already been all these mystery figures through history that seems to make it all make sense in a way. So you're getting my favorite one of these, the little uh, uh, orange Flounder, clownfish. I don't know. And and this is a this is a CBD gummy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, maybe that's why they. Oh, wait, I just ate five gummies? of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Marina, you're gonna get a little blue fishy. Yay! Oh, guess what? On this side, it turned into Dorito. <laughs> oh, that's how this works. <laughs> uh, guys, this is such a like fun way to do this. I feel like I definitely got way more out of this than having us just read these semi-scripted theory pitches one at a time. Uh, but to all of you watching, let me know if you like this better. Uh, Twitter at EAVOS is the best way to reach me or on our Discord server. Uh, it is open to yeah. all channel patrons. Uh, Patreon.com slash new rock stars. Uh, let us know. We want to hear from you as we uh, blaze ahead in, in 2021. Uh, we're going to go rogue about yeah, some blaze. new cinematic universes <laughs> uh, because we can't just stay within the borders of the MCU. Uh, but first, I want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode, starting with our friends at Helix Sleep. I have been uh, losing sleep trying to guess the plot of the Loki series, but I have not been losing sleep because of a bad mattress. I have got a personalized mattress from the wonderful folks at Helix Sleep. They shipped it straight to my door with free no-contact delivery, free returns, and a 100-night sleep trial. Helix made a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. I took the quiz, and I was matched with with the Dusk Luke's Helix mattress because I wanted a medium firm mattress with lumbar support. I love Helix, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ, Wired Magazine, and Apartment Therapy. Just go to helixsleep.com slash rogue theory, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they will match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will love it. Helix is Offering up to $200 off all mattresses and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash rogue theory. We also want to thank our friends at ExpressVPN. So, newsflash, folks, you cannot watch Rick and Morty, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, or Star Trek Discovery on American Netflix. But I have watched them on other countries' Netflixes, and you can too with ExpressVPN. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries, and you don't need to even fake an 
accent. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want sites to think you're located. You just open the app, you select a location, tap one button to connect, and then refresh the page to access thousands of new shows and movies. Choose from almost 100 different countries. Watch Doctor Who on UK Netflix or anime on Japanese Netflix. And it's not just Netflix, folks. This works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube. Stream in HD with no buffering or lag. It's compatible with phones, laptops, smart TVs, and all your other devices. Not only does it let you change your location, it also encrypts your data, so it lets you surf the web safely and anonymously, as we all should be able to do. Go to expressvpn.com slash rogue to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Expressvpn.com slash rogue. Imagine what Tommy would do with all that privacy. I know. And lastly, uh, our good friends at Blue Chew. This episode was also sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, you remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can get back that extra confidence in bed from our friends at BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed <laughs> online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. But as we know from Tommy, he doesn't want to be discreet. He wants it to howl like one of those Harry Potter howler messages. Messages. Tommy, it's on powder. Thanks, Blue Chew. <laughs> um, so, Blue Chew is made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy, and no awkwardness, no leaving the house, no little snickering from the pharmacist when they pass you those pills. <laughs> right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code. Rogue. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E Chew.com. Promo code Rogue to try it for free. Blue Chew is a better, cheaper choice. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this show possible. So please be sure to use our promo code Rogue at BlueChew.com. Get a boner and keep us alive for another month. <laughs> I know that's where I go to get my boner. <laughs> right? It's the best. It is the best. You you love a bargain and you love a boner. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a great intersection of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we got to move on. Uh, I've been curious to talk about this topic with a bunch of nerds. You guys seem like the perfect panel to do this. With. Um, because I think we should move beyond the MCU to talk about some cinematic universes that should exist. Of course, we also have the Star Wars universe, the canon of which seems to change on a dime every episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> There's the DCEU, which I don't think ever had continuity to begin with. The Harry Potter universe <laughs> that keeps changing McGonagall's age and birth year, uh, or just says she's always been alive. That'd be a fun theory. There's uh, the wonderful Dark Universe starring Tom Cruise in The Mummy that lasted one whole movie. Yep. Uh, yeah. I saw that. I paid money to see that. Oh. So did I. And let me tell you, I was like, so they're going to make a Dr. Jekyll movie? Yeah. Oh, right. I don't know if this is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But everyone's trying to cash in on this. And now we're starting to see some yeah. fun, crazy ideas for cinematic universes. There's been some talk of like a Hanna-Barbera film universe. There's last year's Scoob. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, 
they're possibly in a universe with like Yogi Bear or Huckleberry Hound. Uh, the Sonic director. Uh, I paid money to see that one. Uh, Marina and I can pick Sonic. is killing everything he passes. Yeah, it's um, so sad. The Sonic director wanted to expand the cinematic universe of Sonic, and it seems like there's going to be a sequel that's going to uh, feature Knuckles and Tails. Uh, there have even been calls, folks. I believe on this channel, uh, some guests have said they want to see a Nintendo cinematic universe. We do have Ooh. Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, uh, and Pokemon is one yeah. of the most valuable, profitable brands in the world history. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's get well, let's get with I, it. I, I heard about this Nintendo one too, and it might have been on like a viral tweet storm or something, or someone put together a really interesting version of it. And I remember the like end game was a Smash Brothers movie, which I thought was really interesting. Like that is kind of what they have set up in the universe. Like I think Nintendo would work. This is going to be like when Twitter came up with the idea for Ocean's 8. Like they were like, we should have Rihanna be a hacker and Sandra Bullock be (laughs) the, the mastermind in the internet came up with it and then studios were like okay and then they did it the the studios are like wait we're doing the calculations that might work (laughs) we don't pay you for your idea and we make a kajillion dollars yes yeah 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 i know nintendo's really precious with their ip after the like mario movies and stuff but i think it'd be a fun swing to see like a zelda movie and a mario movie and all this stuff and then it ends up in some team up i think that could be fun yeah yeah are there other new CUs that you guys think we deserve and are entitled to? So um, I have been saying forever there should be a rom-com cinematic universe. What? Oh. Where, and I don't know what movies go in it, but like imagine you see like three, you kind of do it like uh, the split movie, you like the, the Shyamalan verse. Oh, yeah, you don't yeah, yeah, know yeah, they're yeah. connected. But yeah. it's like, imagine three rom-coms and at the end of the third one, they're like, the side character from the first one is marrying a side character from the second one. Oh, wow. Wedding movie. It's, and it's oh, like wow. big, like team up wedding movie. And I've like, always been like this. I know it's like a joke, but I'm like, people like rom-coms. And then I would just watch it for Easter. <laughs> for just watching Eric Voss break down a rom-com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Universe would be we, very I would fun totally to break me. that down. You he know, it, do it. it's, it's already ready to do. You have Love Actually, which is like eight movies. Yeah. All you have to do is yes. one of those characters with one of the ten <laughs> yeah. storylines of like New Year's Eve. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. just put or, or like, yeah, Jen- Jennifer Lopez's uh, The Wedding Planner yeah. is yeah. also yeah. somehow uh, woven in. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with my best I, I've always wedding. thought that that would be great. And you know what? A lot of these cinematic universes, we're playing to the boys. You know what? And it's That's right. That's right. To play to the ladies with Thank a Thank you, Sean. Cinematic yes, universe, so. that's right. I mean, Bravo and 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 have already been doing this with like the desperate house or, or with the Real Housewives yeah. universe of like <laughs> they get, you know, just just make this into a movie and you'll have yeah. a universe of real people, real people. I just think you have I, I, weddings and funerals and all yes. sorts of team ups to do. Well, I love it too because like obviously there's some actors that have made so many rom coms like your your Jennifer Lopez's or Reese Witherspoon moons or whoever and like they have to pick which of their characters exists in the same like new york like she can't be both made in manhattan and the wedding planner but here's the thing zach i don't know if you know but after the incident there is a rom-com multiverse so (laughs) 
<laughs> Jennifer yeah. Lopez can exist in multiple timelines. The uh, what's the the who's the actress from Ten Things I Hate About You? Oh, Julia gosh, Stiles. Julia, yeah. So Julia Stiles is the girl from Ten Things I Hate About You, but she's also the girl from Step Up. Or no, it's Save yeah. the Last Save Dance. Save the Last Dance. Yes, yes. of course she is, because she already was in our minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So combined though, and also the Born Identity or whatever. Jason Bourne movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think Matthew McConaughey would exist in all these, but he's just yeah. glued to a wall that he's leaning on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. Watu the Watcher. He's like, I, I see all these romantic stories come and go. <laughs> and then I love it building to an Avengers style thing. Where it's yeah. like Meg Ryan, Kate <laughs> Hudson, you Tommy, know. Could you imagine though? I mean, I actually th- like I I have been in a meeting and been like rom com cinematic universe and almost been laughed out of the meeting. But I do think like if you had a version of Endgame that was like, it's just gonna be like First Wives Club with yeah. fifty oh, of your so favorite. Good. I, I don't know. Yeah. First First Wives Club is First Wives Club is great. And that shit holds up. It does. It holds up. It holds Things have up? changed on this channel now because we're only talking rom <laughs> It's so good. It's still funny. That shit is still funny. Yeah. Well, rom com's like the one uh, genre that's not really connected to each other because horror, yeah. like I mean, Freddy versus yeah. Jason, mm. Alien versus Predator, oh, yeah. those characters pop up in each other's movies all the time. Yes. Yes. Totally. yes. It, it yeah. would be fun what? to see. Honestly, I feel like you could do more of that in the horror genre. Like I, I thought Freddy versus Jason and those kind of things, like Predator, Alien versus Predator, are really fun. Like, um, uh, well, since you brought it up, um, th- I did not invent this. This has been this was created by the interwebs. Um, but if Blade and Twilight ever mixed, <laughs> then yes. you would just see Blade. Eviscerate all the the vampires from the Twilight series, and it would be so satisfying because he would use profanity. Yeah, and he would just go into high schools, like he was like the high school would be going on, and he would just break into a high school in the middle of class and cut off Edward Cullen's head, and you would be rooting for him because he would be right. I love that. Marina, he should be going to high school. It should be a teenage blade. <laughs> uh-huh. And oh. his story, he's like figuring out his daywalker oh abilities at the same time, having to yeah, kill yeah, yeah, the yeah, Twilight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That would be really, really fun. I mean, all vampires and slayers should be connected in the uh, cinematic oh, universe. Of their own. We yeah. They already have the same <laughs> rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be so great. Uh, I, I had a very different idea for this, Eric. I, I love both of those ideas, but like I, I was thinking about like m- maybe like a standalone movie that you would not expect to be part of an expanded universe. Okay. So there was of course the the nineties classic Space Jam. Oh. We are getting a a remake, <gasps> a soft reboot, a whatever starring LeBron James. Yeah. I think it's supposed to come out later a this remix, year, next year. If you will. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. want I want a universe, okay? Because, like, you can give me that format, X, real human athlete versus a monster or an alien. I will take that all day, <laughs> oh every my day. God. I want to see, I want to see, like, the the New York Jets 
have to fight their way out of a space prison, right? <laughs> or I want to see, like, you know, the the U.S. women's national soccer team have to, like, <laughs> kick the heads off of a thousand aliens or something like that. Like, is one of them Daffy there, Duck but... has to coach. He has to coach a, like, he, Daffy <laughs> Duck becomes like Ted Lasso and he has yeah, to coach yeah, a yeah, British yeah, soccer yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. That is so fun. One of them is Air yeah, Bud, I mean, though, I, and the I was main character is a dog. The Looney Tunes aspect of it, <laughs> but yeah. really, like with Looney Tunes and like all real human yeah. professional athletes, you have two universes colliding, and then you also add in like aliens or monsters or something like that. Yeah, and then you do yeah, the dude. Olympics as the big team up movie, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's built in, dude. I, I would watch that. Oh, that is. Great. I think the the only cinematic universe that I have in my brain that I really want to exist is the SNL cinematic universe. <laughs> and awesome. if they did like a Wayne's world, like Wayne stock 30 year reunion with yeah. like the Roxbury guys are there and the blues brothers are there yeah. and everybody's there. But then you find out that Wayne and Garth are actually evil. <laughs> And the person coming to take them down in the parking lot is MacGruber himself oh. <laughs> in MacGruber versus Wayne's world, which I think would be really fun. And then post credit scene, post credit scene after they've defeated uh, Wayne and Garth, you cut up to space <laughs> and into a spaceship to a cone head who says, <laughs> I'll do it myself. And yes. then he's the Thanos of the SNL cinematic universe you got to get all the characters from snl you get astronaut yeah. jones uh-huh. you get all your favorites and then you bring them into the world to defeat the coneheads that was, is the cinematic universe i, I was oh, on the fence sean i'm not gonna lie i was on the fence until you said coneheads and then i was like yes on board you gotta remember that's the i'm in sean uh, has also pitched this exact thing at a meeting yeah. as well and then these meetings don't go that well yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, Peacock is like, no, we'd prefer a less interesting aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pe- Peacock cannot afford to be turning down ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, they need this kind of content. They need Sean. They need Sean. All right. Um, my little fishy gummies are coming back. Sean, you're getting a yellow seahorse for your SNL um, Zach, though, for bringing back the Monstars, it, it has taken too long for a Space Jam reboot or sequel. We need one of those every year. Uh, whoever, yes. you know, the MVP of that of that Super Bowl is should have to actually be in a space. Yeah. You get oh my you God. get you get the Madden cover yeah. and you get to do yeah, a, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. a Space Jam reboot. Yeah. yeah. So you get uh, a clownfish for that, Zach. Yes. Oh. It's still anyone's game because we are moving on to our final rogue question, uh, where it is anyone's game to come up with the craziest answer to this. At mm. select Pizza Hut locations, they are celebrating the 25th anniversary of the stuffed crust pizza by giving away stuffed crust, but with no pizza. Um. So the question it's is: just a what? ring. It's just a ring of crust. It's just a ring. Oh my god! Of wait, crust. really? Yeah, it's just a stuffed ring of, of crust with nothing in the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is crazy. So a question. Wait, that's real? It's, it's a real thing. Uh, you get your hula hoop of crust and cheese. <laughs> is, that's what they're giving away. Um, but you got to pay for the pizza. All right. So what yeah. is a part of a food, just a part of a food that you would like okay. to be served on its own? Oh, okay. Well, so is, I have an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this, this is not going to be popular, I don't think. But <laughs> Neither this is, mine. is what I want. 
I, I love two things in my food. I love fruit and I love texture. And you know what part of a fruit has great texture? The peel. Oh my I want God. Just, Zach, just Zach. an apple peel. Zach. Just like a, the long, windy apple no. peel. I don't need any of the meat of the apple. Just give me no. that peel. No okay, meat okay. of the apple. <laughs> you were right. We were not going to be on board. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Zach, I feel like would be a very good, you know, back in the 30s when guys used to like have sticks and they'd tie a bindle on the end and they uh, would like live on the train track. Yeah. Like you would be like a very efficient and resilient, like be like, pass me that. Uh, just, like, all I'm, I'm, I do I'm is sit that. on the train yeah. and eat the outsides of an apple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I call them the outsides. You throw hey, it away you that orange rind? <laughs> Give it oh. here. Um, and I think for me, uh, Peely, Peely, Zach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach, yeah. Zach. Hey, Peely, oh, Zach. Peely, Pete. Peely, you guys Peely peeling any foods? Because I will eat it. <laughs> That's not a bad. That should be an SNL game. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, I think the food, um, the food that I would serve on its own is also kind of gross, but just maybe like fried chicken skin. Oh, oh, oh yeah. that's a fucking As a kid, good like idea. I would just peel no, that skin good. off and just eat it. You know, that's good. Give me a bowl of fried chicken skin, John. Do you like, want to know? A, like a, like a bag of chips, but every <laughs> yeah. chip is just like a little piece. Oh, I would skin. eat that. Sean, do you know that um, this is real? In Texas, there is a in Texas they're at a like a county fair of some kind. There's a thing called fried fried, and this is real. Where they take they collect like the pieces of fried chicken skin, fried whatever that fall off, or like there's always stuff that that falls off. Mm-hmm. They take all of that from all the different things that were fried, and they put it in a bowl. And then they deep fry that, and then they serve it to people. I love it. They're like drippings of from yes. the bottom of a fry. You can f-ing deep fry fries. Called it's called deep fried fried, and I can't believe that it exists, but it probably tastes so good. Oh, I'm sure it's great. It. It's great. It wouldn't do it if it didn't taste good. Yeah, um, mine's also going to be pretty unpopular. But anybody who like even sometimes follows me on Twitter knows that I hate the trend of like when you make a cupcake. You put like twice the f-ing frosting to the ratio of cupcake, and I can't. It doesn't make any sense to me. So, just <laughs> knock off the f-ing frosting and give me a piece of cake. I will eat dry ass cake. Wow! Wow! <laughs> so normally you hear you hear the opposite, yeah, right? Like they want the tops of those. Yeah. No, no, no. Because I don't. There's too much. I don't like it, and I would rather eat dry ass cake than be served too much goddamn frosting. Ooh. Well, Marina wow. is fired up. You just want uh, <laughs> yeah. your cupcake bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is the hill I die on. <laughs> cupcake bottom is another hobo. He's hanging out with uh, <laughs> Peely's <Zach>. ass. <laughs> anybody got any bottoms? I'll eat yeah. any. <laughs> you in the bottom of that bread? Preferably oh. cupcake, but I'll go anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want cupcake bottom and Peely's act to fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> they, they survive anything 
survive any relationship quarrels and any apocalypse or, See, or this <laughs> is how you get the rom-com cinematic yeah. universe yeah. going you get these funny go. characters to get married and now we're all going yeah, yeah. We yeah. Back around. well for making that uh, third beat connection there Sean and and honestly for oh, skin for deep right skin that would be the one I would yeah, that's good. you uh, get another yummy oh. yummy mm. making you uh, the winner of this week's now to have won a conversation is it feels <laughs> feels good doesn't you know well to um, those of us who have mostly lost uh it's an honor guys it's such a pleasure to be here i'm such a huge fan of new rock stars so to even be chopping it up with you guys is, oh, it's is so fun and totally so our fun. pleasure oh. and uh to all yeah. of our guests uh to sean of course to Zach, to Marina, thank you for joining us this week on uh, Rogue Theory. Uh, I, I love seeing. I missed you guys all break. It's so nice to yeah. be back, uh, and I'm really excited for what's to come on this show. Uh, we actually have stuff to talk about in 2021. Yeah. We don't have I to know. be like, oh, we heard a rumor Shia LaBeouf's going to be playing a rock in uh, <laughs> in Wandavision. So here's four theories on it. None of that yeah. anymore. <laughs> um, well, thank you to all of you for watching. Uh, you. You can support our channel by checking out one of our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Uh, you can follow all three of our hosts on their respective social media platforms. You can follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe here on YouTube. And uh, if you aren't already, subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed as well. Uh, give us a nice rating and review if you don't mind. It really does help. Uh, and we will see you next week. Happy New Year, everyone. See you next time. Happy New Year. Yay. Bye. Bye.